This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We're glad that you're with us today, and uh, we have an exciting day. I think this is first ever topic for you, isn't it, David? It is, it is. I, I think it's the first time y'all have ever done a topic uh, with a guest. Oh, yeah, 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 guest <laughs> topic. Guest topic, there you go, I like yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, we have a guest topic this week. Do we have to guess about the topic? <laughs> More no. than likely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can play like, well, they can't see us, so we can't play charades, so it would have to be some sort of... It would be really boring charades. It, it would be. It would <laughs> yeah. be possibly a boring show as well. Radio charades. That's the topic for tonight? It is. Yeah. It is. Thanks for listening. I, I actually <clears throat> did an interview with a mime one time. On my <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I really did. It was very interesting. All right. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, the topic that I picked tonight was motivation, um, and you know, where it really came from me on it was more of a yes we have salvation and, and redemption and, and all that um as motivation but really when life is really like just stepping on you and kicking you down um what motivates you you know to continue your walk in the morning with god and, and how does that motivate you sounds like a good topic yeah definitely so um Robbie, I think you have the first clip according to david <laughs> <laughs> guest picked it so yeah, yeah so i i i'm using the movie aladdin and it you know, as I was sitting at dinner, I realized some people haven't seen Aladdin, so I got to set this up a little bit. There's this bad guy. He's the the kind of the assistant to the king, sort of a brazier or whatever you call him. His name is Jafar, and he is an evil sorcerer, mm -hmm. and he has all sorts of powers, and he's certainly going to make a lot of Aladdin. Well, Aladdin has pretended because he he met the genie and he got to be prince for a day, so to speak. One of his wishes was to be a prince so he could win Jasmine. And so he's kind of wearing a mask, is what we talk about in the masculine journey, is the poser. And so he's posing that he is a prince. But Jafar, you know, comes to understand this. And so he essentially, you know, exposes Aladdin's pose as a snake, right? And he rips off what, you know, shows Jasmine what, what Aladdin really is. And so here you see the classic fight scene between Aladdin and Jafar, who at this point in time is a snake. But what happens is Aladdin, after he gets revealed, actually rises up to the prince heart that he really has to save Jasmine. And in the case of outsmarts um, poor Jafar, who is going to entrap himself. We'll talk about that when it comes after the clip. I'm just getting warmed up. Are you afraid to fight me yourself, you cowardly snake? A snake am I? Perhaps you'd like to see how snake-like I can be. 
Rick and Rack and Rack and Rick, stick that sword into that snake. You stay out of this. Jafar, Jafar, he's our man. If he can't do it, great! Fool. You thought you could defeat the most powerful being on earth. Squeeze him, Jafar. Squeeze him like a. Without the genie boy, you're nothing. The genie. The genie. The genie has more power than you'll ever have. What? He gave you your power. He could take it away. Al, what are you doing? Why are you bringing me into this? Face it, Jafar. You're still just second best. You're right. His power does exceed my own. But not for long. <laughs> the boy is crazy. He's a little punch drunk. One too many hits with a snake. Slave! I make my third wish. I wish to be an all-powerful genie! Alright, your wish is my command. Where to go, Al? The universe is mine to command, to control! Not so fast, Jafar! Aren't you forgetting something? You wanted to be a genie? You got it! What? Everything that goes with it! No! No! I'm getting out of here! Phenomenal cosmic powers! Come on, you're the genie! I love Itty-bitty living space. Itty-bitty living space. And so the idea there... <laughs> It's kind of fascinating, you know, Spurgeon says this, and I, I think about it often, that we often need to get a, a good whiff of our inner cesspool. Okay. <laughs> and so when you get a whiff of your inner cesspool, it tends to motivate me um, as, as to realize how far from God, you know, in a way I am. And, and of course, Jafar's getting a good whiff right here. Mm -hmm. You know, as he chooses sin over, you know, doing what's right, he ends up with these phenomenal cosmic powers and itty bitty living space, right? And mm -hmm. and so I've definitely chose that. So I know how Jafar feels <laughs> because that's the opposite of freedom, and that's kind of where sin has you bound. But then, you know, the other interesting thing is when your pose gets ripped off, you like that, like, and Satan often is the one who is tasked with that. What, you know, he meant for evil, God means for good. And so I've had this happen in my life, oh, so many times. I could tell so many stories. So I'm just going to tell a short, easy one. So last, last spring, um, the doctors told me that my A1C was at seven, right? Which was saying that, oh, goodness, you're, you're fixed to have a lot of problems with diabetes, which, you know, I got a smell of my inner sense pool. I really did. Like, oh, yeah, you, you've, you're going to. And, and I was very motivated all of a sudden because I don't want to lose toes or, or kidneys or eyes or any of that stuff. And I got really motivated. And, it, and I really changed some habits as far as taking walks. And as a, as a result, actually, of getting that whiff of my inner sense pool. I got closer to God because part of what I used as my solution, you know, was to go on these walks with God and these different things that really all led to that. And I hate that he often has to use essentially the snake whip on me. Um, one too many hits for the snake. And anybody who knows me knows it's obvious I'm punch drunk. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, just shenanigans, shenanigans, yeah, shenanigans. It's just That's a whole life full. So, David, when you're thinking about this topic of motivation, you know, what do you think people usually use? 
as, as motivation. I mean, I, I think, I guess where I'm going with that is sometimes I think we focus on the duty, the obligation, the, oh, I got to go read my Bible. Yeah, you know, like kind your of daily thing. devotionals, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, not that discipline's bad. Discipline is good, but, you know, you're talking what's deeper than right. discipline. Yeah, I'm talking about when, you know, for a whole weekend you're just battling spiritual warfare left and right, and, you know, um, you just wanted to stop, and, and you're like, it's easier to just say, okay, this is what it is versus getting out of bed and saying, this is what it is, but let me put my boots on, let me put my armor on, let me grab my sword, my shield, let me go out there and, you know, kick some rear end kind of thing. So versus um, just waking up and, you know, saying prayers in the morning, that's great. I do that too. And and getting your devotional, I'll do those as well. But there's just some more oomph behind it that uh, for me personally um, in the motivation of, of moving forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you look at the world and it's like, oh, I'm going to put this rubber band on my arm. And I'm going to snap it. And that's just going to remind me. And I'm going to, I'm like, these little self-help tricks and tips. And it's like, man, that's just, it's just a facade. And it's like, it never lasts. And it's like, Oh, what's the next trick and the next tip. And it's like, no, that's not about that. It's about a lifelong walk with God. And the more you, like you said, David, you, you get up and you look in the mirror and you see yourself and like, the more I can see God in that mirror instead of me, the, I'm going the right way. And it's like, just when you look and you don't see God and you, you look at your, your life and you don't see God, but you want to see God, it's like okay, I got to walk in that path. It's not a it's not a Debbie Downer. It's not about the more you sit there and look at yourself and say, "Oh man, I just I sinned again," or "I I did this same old thing, I did that," and you just kind of keeping track. It really is a detractor and can depress you. But if you're looking to him and you're always looking to him and always looking to him, and you're going to, you're just going to naturally be more conformed to him and his image because you're going to be working and looking towards him, and that's just incredible motivation because you start to feel it and you're like. Hey, I haven't done some of those things. I'm doing more of the positive things that I want to do. Unlike, you know, like Paul said, you know, I do when I don't do what I want, you know, it's sin in me. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. But the more you surround yourself with godly men, godly people, and you walk in the word, it's just, it's that motivation. It's like, you can, you can, it's, you know, we talk about emotions and feelings, but it's like, you can, it's, it's something deeper instead of just that superficial feeling and emotion. I was going to get you guys rubber bands. There you go. Thanks, man. Yeah. That no more rubber bands. They can have our names on it, though. <laughs> used to be strings around the finger, right? Used to be something. So, <laughs> Harold, we got a couple seconds. What do, What about you? What uh, What do you use for motivation in your relationship with uh, God? Well, the love of Jesus, first of all, and wanting heaven and not wanting hell. Pretty good motivators. Absolutely. I was hoping you'd have a little more than that, but <laughs> I, got a, I got a mint in my mouth. Yeah, I did. I realized that after I asked you a question. I didn't know if you're trying to do like uh, Billy Bob Thornton or whatever. Anyway, so we got just a little bit of time before we go to break. Uh, anyone else have any thoughts before we don't have time for a clip? Anyone? Bueller, Jim? Well, I'd have to say it just to pick on our, our new guest host. Uh, you realize you're kicking people in the butt with the gospel of peace? If you're wearing the armor of God, that's what you wear it on your feet. So that's actually kind of a neat thought. But yeah, that is a neat thought. Don't everybody stop talking. Well, we're at the, we're at the weirdest spot. What we yeah. do have, we have a boot camp coming up. That's coming up uh, 
March yeah, 30th. Yeah, 30th through the April 2nd. April 2nd, that's right. You can that's go to masculinejourney.org yeah. to register. Uh, we just got done with an entrenchment last weekend. That was an amazing time. I know we'll have one coming up sometime in the future, but we don't know when for sure. We'll be announcing that as soon as we have another date set up at a, a somewhat local venue, I would think, you know, within the triad area somewhere, greater triad-ish area <laughs> is what I would call that. And if you forget the date, just think of us, because we'll be there on April Fool's Day. We will. Yeah, it is March 30th through April 2nd, and really looking forward to that. It is an advanced camp, so if you haven't been to a boot camp, I'm sorry, unfortunately, or an entrenchment, and unfortunately, you're going to have to wait till the fall to come see us at a regular boot camp. But in the uh, meantime, if you've been to one of those, please come to our advanced camp. So, you know, since we have a minute, I think this is really cool. The idea of inflammation, like a lot of people suffer with inflammation, and if you've ever really thought about the word inflammation, it has to do with inflamed. And when you're inflamed, what do you do? You pour on the water. And so it's, it's interesting, all the inflammation, what do you do when you got a fever? You drink water. What do you do when you've got, you know, all these other things? So when it comes to inflammation for spiritually, the water of the word. Get up early, take in some water, It'll help you with that inflammation. Very motivational for me personally, just saying. What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. The first one, I had no clue what, what I was walking into. And then realizing that other people are in the same boat and, you know, how open everybody was to share their struggle. It was a great group and a lot of impacting was able to be done. It is a tight bond of men, everybody's the same, and each and every time that I've come to boot camp, I've learned something different. And not one man that's ever been there neglects not to take time out to talk or to share. It's serious business, and you need to come one time and break bread with the men and fellowship. Feel the atmosphere, hear the people pray, and get down to earth about what's going on in life and get real. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to Masculine Journey. David, that was your bump. That was a great song. Can you can you tell us what it said at the very beginning of that? Because I know that we know because you told us earlier, but in case they couldn't hear it. Um, so he says, uh, I just need to hear you say that everything will be okay. And he repeats that. I just need to hear you say that everything will be okay. Um, and when I can't find the words, when I can barely breathe, I'm falling on my knees. Uh, heaven help me. And it's uh, Heaven Help Me by Zach Williams. Um, it's a great song. Uh, definitely have used that uh, in my early mornings and late evenings as some motivation song um, just driving down the road. So if you haven't heard it, I definitely highly recommend going out and listening to it. Yeah, it's your sharpening the sword music. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak. So, Andy, I think yeah. you have the next clip. I believe I do. Um, so I, I was kind of struggling finding a clip this week. I know there's plenty of out there on, on various uh, motivation you know, different different type, different aspects of motivation. 
and I was I really wanted to do some Rocky. I almost just submitted the Rocky theme song, you know. Not like, Rocky that, and Bullwinkle. No, no. Rocky, no. okay. Rocky the that Rocky the good. Fighter because I can remember watching the movie and then I took off and started running around the apartment trying to get in shape and stuff. But no, uh, my clip is from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no raw eggs. Oh, I, I may have tried that. May have may have tried the raw eggs one time, but. Uh, Anyway, my clip is from Man of Steel, and I really, really like this clip. Um, it's about um, Clark Kent coming to the Earth, um, and what you have here is he saves some kids uh, from a bus that's went into a river, and or I think that's it. But yeah, uh, anyway, his dad's talking to him, and the and the community's really hyping it, and they really don't want everybody to know. They know that he's come from another world years ago. And the father and the son here are talking about, you know, his role here on this earth, his purpose, and that he came from another world. Well, we know a story like that, don't we? And I just love this because it really focuses in on two things that, that really have touched my heart in the last few years is the son and the father, um, just sonship, and also really purpose. So let's play it. There's more at stake here than just our lives, Clark, or the lives of those around us. When the world, when the world finds out what you can do, it's going to change everything. Our, our beliefs, our notions of what it means to be human, everything. You saw how Pete's mom reacted, right? She was scared of Clark. Why? People are afraid of what they don't understand. Is she right? Did God do this to me? Tell me. We found you in this. We were sure the government was going to show up at our doorstep, but no one ever came. This was in the chamber with you. I took it to a metallurgist at Kansas State. He said whatever it was made from didn't even didn't even exist on the periodic table. That's another way of saying that it's not from this world, Clark. And neither are you. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe. I don't want to be. And I don't blame you, son. It'd be a huge burden for anyone to bear. But you're not just anyone, Clark, and I have to believe that you were, that you were sent here for a reason. All these changes that you're going through one day one day you're going to think of them as a blessing, and when that day comes, you're going to have to make a choice. A choice of whether to stand proud in front of the human race or not. Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. But somewhere out there, you... You have another father, too, who gave you another name. And he sent you here for a reason, Clark. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. Not exactly like the story, but I mean, you, you have Jonathan Kent there, his father, Clark's father. Is that not like a modern day Joseph and how it would feel to have a son like Jesus come in and to change, totally game changer. But that whole thing, that whole um, clip, you know, the, you got to focus on the sonship, the purpose, but also the identity. Your father's given you another name. We've heard that before, right? In the, in the boot camps, just, and that has become my motivation, um, so much of my past, the motivation was on what I did and didn't do from day to day, or I would be taken out by some circumstance or something that 
you know, didn't work out the way I wanted it to do, uh, wanted it to. And then my read on that was, well, I must be doing something wrong. And that's such a limited, um, I don't know, immature. Myopic. Myopic, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go with immature on this one. Just a total dis, uh, misunderstanding of who God is and what it is. And this is what I love about the masculine journey, the teaching of it. It's to give you that context of what we're in a we're in a war, and yeah. not everything's going to just work out. We talked a lot a lot about that at the entrenchment this weekend, but I just love that clip, um, and I love the fact that I I really can say that with this mindset, with this understanding of of the being a son to the father, of my identity and my purpose, that the motivation comes day by day from those factors and nothing else. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I know when other things sneak in and when that kind of takes me out, but I catch it much quicker than I used to. But um, great topic on motivation because you have to have a full heart. You have to have um, wholeheartedness to be able to live this thing out. And with the improper motivation, believing in the wrong things, believing that some way doing something is going to get you what you need from God. I mean, obviously, the relation comes first, relationship comes first, and then the doing stuff. So, anyway, that's good. Jim, you want to say something? No, I was just preparing for the next clip. Oh, okay. Well, anybody else want to say anything? I do actually. On that clip, you know, I was talking about people fear what they don't understand. Makes me wonder, you know. I know most of the reason the world, you know, attacks Christians is because the world is from the enemy. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it really is, and it's 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 he's got control of you know a lot of that. But I wonder just how much of it on a personal basis comes down to the since they don't live in that life and they yeah. can't understand it, it scares them. Yeah, you know, that kind of helped me have a different perspective as I listen to that because I'm thinking, okay, because always it, it frustrates me. You know, when I'm watching a TV show and they start running down Christians and I'm like, okay, yeah, there's there's the extremists out there and that's what mm-hmm. they always portray, right? But, you know, when they don't understand what we're talking about and how this walk with God really changes you from the inside out, you know, if they've never lived it, they have no perce- no way to comprehend it. And the thing that jumped out at me was, you know, you owe it to yourself. You know, you were sent here with a purpose. Yeah. And I love that, that you owe it to yourself if it takes the rest of your life, which, by the way, it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful part of the motivation of the adventure is to determine exactly what that, because that purpose changes from day to day. Yeah, there's a quote, and I, I know I'll get it wrong. I sent it out the other day on something else I sent out, but it was really good that the two most important days in your life is the day you're born and the day you find out why. Right when you find out your your purpose or start to uncover your purpose, you know the, that's I think that's the, one of the things we get asked the most at, at boot camp. It's about calling. You know, I think everybody comes in with some level of question on that. They don't maybe they don't know understand that posing is going to talked about and, and wounds and all that. But I think they kind of figure there's going to be something about why why am I here? Yeah. And that new name is so yeah. critical to understanding your identity. I mean, and, and, and that's very much connected to your purpose so the clip was it's, it's outstanding because it really is even though it's jesus's story it's really every one of our stories so I, I think you're superman 
I, I really do, Andy. <laughs> you are. Jim, we, are. we, we want to go ahead and get your clip in, so if you want to tell us about it. Well, I won't tell you much. Okay. It's a movie I've never heard of, don't remember the name of it, and it's a, uh, I suspect, philosophy teacher teaching a class. All right, so just play it? Play it. All righty, here we go. This is what Pascal means when he says that we are only truly happy when daydreaming about future happiness. Or why we say the hunt is sweeter than the kill, or be careful what you wish for. Not because you'll get it, because you're doomed not to want it once you do. So the lesson of Lacan is, living by your wants will never make you happy. What it means to be fully human is to strive to live by ideas and ideals, and not to measure your life by what you've attained in terms of your desires, but those small moments of integrity, compassion, rationality, even self-sacrifice. Because in the end, the only way that we can measure the significance of our own lives is by valuing the lives of others. And that ultimately speaks to my whole life. I grew up trying to learn everything. In fact, I was about to give up on this clip when he hooked me with Pascal, who's one of my heroes. But I pursued science. I had 58, 11 jobs of different flavors over many, many years. And the key to that was what he said. You know, once I had accomplished something, once I'd reached a goal, I was tired of that. It was time for something else. Mm -hmm. Until I learned that my real goal is people and God. And those are intertwined. I mean, I go by Jesus's two commandments, which are connected. It, to show, to be obedient, you love people. And the way you show God you love him is being obedient. And that's been sort of my simple theme for all of my motivation is just to show love and appreciate others. That's a whole lot better than learning a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it is. Thank you, Jim. I, it makes me not want to watch that movie either. <laughs> <laughs> just saying I don't know what it is and I'm okay with not knowing what it is. But uh, we have just a little bit of time coming up. Um, please go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming uh, boot camp. If you've been to, it's an advanced camp. If you've been to a boot camp before, if you've been to uh, an entrenchment, please go register. If not, we'll see you in the fall. You know, we're going to have another uh, boot camp there. We're also going to have some entrenchments coming up um, sometime this year. Don't know how many or how often. We're still praying about that and letting God lead that. And so we're not really sure what that looks like. And and so, again, masculinejourney.org is your best way to find out what's going on because we'll have it posted there if we've got it scheduled. Uh, other than that, you know, we're on all the social media. So you can go to Facebook and find Masculine Journey Radio, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. You can do that there. And so please, uh, please consider checking us out on those. And really, if you enjoy this show, you know, just pray about who you might share it with, who you might email and say, Wow, you guys got to listen to these guys because, you know, as, as God gives you an opportunity to share the light, you know, what an opportunity that might be. Thank you. Yeah, it uh, that would be very good for us to do, share that with others and let people know that we're there. But we're going to let the music play out and we'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.